Welcome to the City Movement Podcast. At the City Movement, we are passionate about planting churches in YMCAs and uplifting the Christian mission of the YMCA. In each episode, we will talk deeply about the mission of the YMCA and provide encouragement to pastors and members of churches in YMCAs. We're your hosts, Jeff Snyder and Mike Newman. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome into episode six of season two of the City Movement Podcast. This is Jeff Snyder, and I'm here with David Newman and Mike Newman. Hello, hello. And uh, thank you for joining us. This is going to be our last episode of uh, season two before we head into the summer and take a break. So we're glad you've been with us uh, on this journey. We hope it's been useful for you. And we've got some exciting things in store for you today. I don't know if you can see it, but Jeff has a cute little kid band-aid on his elbow. Thank you. He's a parent of three little ones. What is that? It's a llama. It's a llama. Pink llama. Yeah, my four-year-old picked it out and put it on. I noticed in a biblical counseling meeting two days ago that I was bleeding all over the table where I was counseling someone. And so I decided I needed to put something on there. And this is what we have in our house because we have three kids under the age of six. They work. Uh, Thank you for pointing that out, David. I appreciate that. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Good? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we wanted to we wanted to jump right into some content soon, uh, but first uh, there have been some really great things happening at the city movement behind the scenes, and we wanted to just update you on a few of those. Uh, and so, David, why don't you share what's happening uh, at the end of June, beginning of July overseas yeah. that we've been invited to and that we're helping kind yeah. of put on? Yeah, yeah. Every um, every four years, there's something in the global YMCA called the World Council. And the World Council gets representatives and delegates from all over the world that gather together and talk about mission and purpose and the constitution of the Y, et cetera. And before that, we put on a mission conference that um, seeks just to lift Christ in the YMCA. And so we gather with all these world leaders all over the place, and it's just an awesome, beautiful mm-hmm. time. And so that's just so you guys can be praying for that, that's the end of June through the first uh, several days of July. And kind of the highlight moment that I'm really looking forward to is is we're all taking a boat off the coast of Denmark to this island that has a lighthouse in it, and it's connected to this lighthouse as this big chapel. And we think it's just this beautiful, like, mm-hmm. metaphor just to... And we're just going to pray boldly that, that the YMCA would, again, be the lighthouse of each community of Amen. the world. Yeah. as YMCA leaders gather together to pray that. So, so yeah, so be praying for the World Council, be praying for what God's doing. and Yeah, awesome. pray with us as we're leading out in the end of June and beginning of July. Yeah. So uh, an, another exciting update we want to share is uh, we're, our, our movement is writing a children's book right now to go along with the Reason Why documentary that we released in the fall. And we will be taking that to the World Council and hopefully sending it to WISE across the nation yeah. and making it available. Uh, it, it's going to be called The Reason Why, I think, um, right? It, actually, I think the title will be a little different. Okay. Uh, but it, it's a children's book. It's an yeah. illustrated children's book that yeah. kind of carries the same message as the three-part documentary yeah. we released of yeah. the history of the why. The life of George Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were thinking yeah. of calling it A Boy Who Found the Reason Why. Kind of, you know talking for little kids and that we can all find their reason being Jesus. And so, yeah, we're pumped. We're pumped about it. It's yeah, it's really great. If, you, if you're if you at all interested, let us know. Uh, I'm sure yeah. we'll have that on our website in the next month or two. Yeah. 
there's going to be a video that goes along with it and a song that was written and a lot of a lot of really cool things yeah why that's not different but it is exciting to see resources being created and developed for the purpose of uh, reaching people for christ and the why no doubt Um, so it's a neat platform being used and um yeah. yeah, yeah, some really exciting things. In our heart, obviously, where we really like to zone in is church planting in the YMCA. And there's even some just really cool movement in that. Even just, we don't need to go in depth on this, yeah. but David was in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Was that this week? Yeah, yeah this, this week. Weekend, yeah. Doing a training for how many YMCA associations? Yeah, eight associations with their four or five key leaders each. All of them saying, we want to be truly mission focused jesus focused and make our ymcas lighthouses yeah and so. part of that's planting churches in those ymcas yeah. and yeah. even yesterday jensen and i met with a church pastor in a ymca from about an hour away cool. there's one coming up from kentucky yeah. or he's not a pastor is he he's the he's a director of like the region yeah coming from kentucky in june i think to meet with some of you guys so yeah, yeah. There's some really cool movement and momentum happening, and we just want you to be a part of that and be in it. So yeah. anything else you would share? No, no. It's okay. solid. Great. Yep. Well, let's jump right into what we want to talk about today. So we just said that one of our big, our biggest heartbeat here is church planting in the YMCA and connecting churches that are already in the Y and just casting the vision of being partners and dwelling in the YMCA and not renters. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're really excited to kick off um, an, an initiative this this fall, kind of the summer into the mm-hmm. fall, that is um, all going to be centered around raising up new churches and new church planters. So why don't you intro that, Mike, and yeah. give us a little bit of vision for what we're looking at. Yeah, so th- the broad vision is there's 14,000 YMCAs in the... In the world. In the world. In, in the universe. In the universe. In the universe. And so the question would be... Um, how can we plant a church in every one of those whys? Mm, yeah. um, that um, at a broad level, you know, can't be accomplished um, alone. And so there's various networks and things that we've got to partner with. And we've got to connect churches that are ready to plant in the YMCA, mm-hmm. all, all like that. But um, maybe taking it from the grassroots um, we've got to be willing to to train up um, our own and send from here yeah mm-hmm. uh, so it's train just, and send you might that's say. right that's right so we're calling it train and send oh, that's it's brilliant. the new initiative <laughs> going for up with it. simplicity and clarity right yeah. and so um uh yeah so we're starting a new residency program um that'll start september 1st applications are out and um, we've pursued uh, churches around the country to take part, uh, city churches. So these are churches in the Y that are committed to staying in the Y, yeah. Yeah. that love doing ministry in the Y, using the Y as a platform to, um, to bring in a resident for two years, um, to disciple him, to build into him, his family, whatever, if he's married, and um, uh, in hopes that they would um, plan to, to plant a church in a nearby Y. So one of kind of our core convictions that we've been talking about is um, is churches planting churches. So mm-hmm. not not just like random isolated guys going, oh, I feel called to like plant a church, which that was like yeah. really great and needed um, in the first century, or, you know, or like right after yeah. the time of Christ. But now 
um, we're at a place in the Great Commission where uh, churches um, as a whole can have a burden and a heart and send um, together with elders, with leaders, with yeah. team ministry leaders, whatever, um, to um, to gain ground quicker in a mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, that's good. And so we are, um, I, I think one verse that is just continually keeps coming up in our, our mind and heart is that Second Timothy 2, 2 verse, right? It's the classic discipleship mm-hmm. verse where it says, and, and the things that you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses mm-hmm. entrust to faithful men yeah. who will in turn teach others. Yeah. So there's yeah. this generational vision and this this burden upon the pastor and the elders to train others and entrust faithful men with the gospel to teach others. Yeah, so there's awesome. a strategy in that. So I, I, I'd love to pitch out a question to you guys, and it would be, Something like this, um, um, in terms of training men, um, what do you guys think that uh, should be the calling of every pastor, elder, leader? And how, how, like, what does it look like to entrust the gospel to, to others um, so that the, um, the local church can be planted multiplied what do you guys think yeah. kind of a deep question to yeah. start pondering together that's good you want to go Jeff or you want me to go ahead yeah well I mean let it be let it be said and accepted and followed boldly that that we're not supposed to just be this kind of self-focused congregation that just is trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger but but that we must fulfill that verse of of multiplying churches and multiplying mm-hmm. churches and i think you know part of that question that you asked is you know what does it mean to entrust someone to the gospel i think first it's trusting jesus that he is he is big enough and and he can use us broken you know um imperfect people to carry his gospel that's yeah. what he does and so you trust Jesus as you entrust the gospel to to these people that you raise up. And I think you trust Jesus to say, it's okay if our church actually um, fulfills the heart of God by getting smaller mm-hmm. because we're going to motivate a group of people to go with this church planter yeah. to plant locally. So there's a trusting and trusting church planter and group of people trust in the Lord that hey, it's actually okay to fulfill the heart of God by going something very countercultural, counterintuitive, even counter some church logic yeah. out there right now, by saying the ultimate epic goal is not to get the biggest, flashiest congregation possible, but to multiply, multiply, multiply by by continuing to plant in churches all over the place. For sure. So Yeah. I think a couple things come to mind for me. Uh, I think when I think of entrusting something to someone, mm-hmm. think of it's a very um, it's an activity that requires effort from multiple parties. You know, yeah. so it's like yeah. if we're saying our heart is to entrust the gospel to these guys to go plant churches, yeah. we're going to be super invested in that. Like I think to entrust the gospel to someone mm-hmm. requires my heart, my attention, my devotion to to do that act of entrusting. Yeah. So it's like one of our hearts in the training and program is not that we would 
find the perfect candidate and say, okay, go start a church. Right. But it's more like let us bring someone in that has the heart and the desire and we see some of the qualifications in mm-hmm. yeah. and then say, let us let us entrust things to you over this season That's right. yeah. to raise you up as a, as a shepherd yeah. leader, as an elder who cares for the flock. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm, that really stands out to me. I would also say this is my heart for pastors and elders all over the place. But one of the things that comes to mind when I think about entrusting the gospel to new pastors is I'm always trying to think about in my leadership of my church, how can I prioritize God family ministry? Mm -hmm. And so that's like one of the things that I would have a a high desire is I'm entrusting the gospel to new people. As we talk about planting new churches and YMCAs, how can we build, how can we build up men that love their families? Well, if they're married and have kids that disciple their kids, well, that their whole families love leading churches and planting yeah. churches and YMCAs. And I get excited about all of those things, like the entrusting and uh, how do you lead out well as a, yeah. as a, as a husband, as a father, and yeah. as a pastor, elder, yeah. shepherd. Just to jump yeah. on that, Jeff, I, I feel like, um, well, maybe to illustrate it like this, like all of us have people in their lives that, that tend to ask the question, when should we like literally reproduce? When should we have our first child? When are we ready? Mm. Like, like, do we have to reach this status of like financially <laughs> sure. ready, maturity ready, whatever? And, and I remember in early years, of, were you ready, Nims? Yeah, no, <laughs> no still way. Not, still not ready. And I, and uh. I remember. Um, so I just think of church plant churches out there that are still church plants in YMCA. Yeah. Like yeah. Maybe you're a small church and you're just like, gosh, when would we ever get to the point that we can plant? another church like goodness gracious are we ready um and i just want to i just want to encourage you out there we certainly didn't feel ready when we planted our first church but but just like when you have literally when you have a child and you're not ready in any way and you feel like you don't know what you're doing god just has a way of meeting you in that moment and using that process of leaning in and faith and and give equipping you with the things you need to, to raise a child and you grow and mature and mm-hmm. God blesses that. And likewise, when you plant a church, um, you're never gonna feel ready. But, but yeah. bringing on um, an intern for a year or two, a residency, a residence program for a year or two, like train and send, the way that God just meets you in that and equips you with what you need, you learn and grow, and then when you launch out, it's like. Just like there's indescribable joy with, like, having a child, there is crazy indescribable joy of seeing God multiply a church through you and then see just the health, like, grow. Uh, For sure. Amen. I would even say just to agree with that from the church planting side, from personal experience. I I think on opposite sides of the table here, David and I help lead the same church. Mm -hmm. But David is a classic. um, His strategy is ready, fire, aim. Whereas I am a very much like ready, aim, 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 fire. And so like when we've planted our first two churches, I have not felt ready. And I've been like, no, no, we can't do this. Like yeah. we're not, well, we can't do yeah. this. We're not ready. We need more, we need more things for us first before we. Yeah. And now I would sit on the other side and it's like, we were talking with Mike who planted almost four years ago. Almost four. In uh, Mainville. And almost I'm like, four oh. in September. Like we were totally ready. And the Lord was faithful to mm. our church and the yeah. church we planted. And now we're sitting here four years later. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. I think we need to plant another church. Yeah. I think we feel ready to plant another one. And yeah, so yeah. I would just uh, agree with your sentiment of, I don't think you, you, I don't think we're ever going to feel truly ready yeah. to 
send people that we care about away yeah. and say, yeah. Yeah. go and take the gospel to a new place and yeah. go to a new YMCA. So. so that's why it's two years, the residency program, because it, it it feels way insufficient to say 24 months, you'll, you'll be trained and you'll be ready. But it's, we just said, ah, man, you can't do it in nine months. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's too quick. But the, the objective would be to spend time to disciple deeply and to, in that time, assess needs um, um, locally, uh, internationally, you know, nationally in America, and then internationally to see um, where should we plant. And our, our specific targets are um, nationally, these eight cities that um, that especially are taking part in mm-hmm. this on-principle thing. Yeah. So we're, we're connecting with WISE there. And then internationally, why don't you give us a, a, some some kind of global yeah. global perspective? Um, yeah, yeah. Because like, if you were to ask, um, what is God's strategy for reaching the world for Christ? Yeah. Um, we would say like plant local churches, but like, can you kind of set us yeah, up there me. with a need and yeah, yeah. pop some stats on us there, brother? Yeah, man. I, yeah, I've been, I've been really inspired by this, um, especially recently. Um, I heard um, a, a leader named Andy Bird give a few stats that just kind of gripped my heart. And so, you know, let me just share some of them. Many of you know this, but that there are 3.2 billion people in the world um, that have never heard the name of Jesus. So, you know, tonight... It's we'll, a crazy thing yeah. to consider sitting in America. Yeah. You know, we'll we get to, so we'll used to, to sleep. And there's 3.2 billion people mm-hmm. yeah. often sleeping on the dirt, often in middle yeah. villages, maybe illegal, never heard the name of Jesus. Okay. Which, side note, um, we shared the gospel at soccer practice this past Tuesday, yeah. and um, half of them had heard the name of Jesus. Wow. The other half was like, wait, what is sin? Wait, wait, believe in what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. they were intrigued, and there was questions, and it was like, um, so oftentimes you go 3.2 billion the mindset is whoa oh, out there in a village right. you know somewhere out right. in Africa or India yeah, yeah. but like on the soccer fields yeah if how 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 many what's the world population six billion seven, something, nine, seven, like seven, seven billion so about half hasn't that was it represented on our girls yeah, crazy. soccer team crazy. this week yeah so yeah and you know it's just when you think of it um Often in mission logic, it's is there a viable, mm. gospel-filled, Jesus-centered, missionally-minded church anywhere like where people have access to? Yeah. And um, and so there are many places all over the world where it's just like there's no like churches close, and yet, and yet, and this is what grips us. It's just an unbelievable um, reality that there's fourteen thousand YMCA's. Mm-hmm all over the world in over 120 countries. And when we put a church in each of those, that access point shrinks. There, there's an ability to plant a church there and raise up missionaries there. So for example, in Pyongyang, North Korea, we can't send a crew of Antioch people to you know, go plant a church there, woohoo. But we could pray through the YMCA in Pyongyang and how a viable, gospel-centered church in there can can somehow make an influence in North Korea that we could never have. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so another stat is that there's, actually this one's very, very moving to me. 
There are 20,000 languages right now, like in the nations, 20,000 ethnos nations languages that do not have a copy of the scriptures, either a page or an audible Bible. Okay, and, and here's what's so great. Um, uh, Wycliffe and other biblical translators have had a lot of recent meetings, have put together, kind of collaborated a strategy, and they've said 11 years, 10 to 11 years, and we will have we will have the gospel and we will have God's word translated in every nation. We're in an amazing moment. So just picture this, and this is what Andy Bird said, and this is what, what gripped me. But so what day is today? May 19th, 2022. Yep. Let's just picture for the sake of it that 10 years from now, mm-hmm. okay, there will be a year, let's call it 2032. There'll be a month, let's call it May. There'll be a day, let's call it May 19th. There'll be an hour, let's call it, what time is it right now? 10.25. 10, 10.25, there's the minute exactly, where if you would picture it, for the very first time in human history, here, here's a verse that I wanted to read, it's in Matthew 24, 14, and the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, ethnos, and then the end will come. Okay, there will be a year, month, hour, moment, where suddenly we look down and we say, this verse written in Matthew 24, 14, we're living in it. There'll be a moment where God looks over to Jesus, and I don't know how it'll like happen in heaven, but somehow it'll say, it's done. The gospel has been brought to every ethnos nation all over the entire world. The entire, it'll be the first moment where every language will first worship the name of Jesus. And I believe it's going, like, I believe we're a decade out from that global great commission, unreached people, ends of the earth happening. And so, A, praise God, we're in the most exciting moment ever in history to live. B, we've got to lean our lives into some kind of strategy to say, you know, like, let's be a part of that. Like, yeah. let's let's 10 years from now celebrate mm-hmm. that. And for those listening, like, let's be a part of it. So here's what we're going to do. We're at a church in a YMCA. We're churches in YMCAs. We're saying there's 14,000 outposts all over the globe. Mm-hmm. Let's build churches here. Let's send and let's go missionally to churches all over the world. And let's celebrate um, May 19th, 2032, that there is a gospel message in every nation in the ends of the earth. Yeah. Awesome. I love the huge, um, huge vision of that. Yeah. So even so if we go like that's macro level, micro level is like what we believe God's calling us into yeah. right now yeah. with the train and send residency program that we're starting. Yeah. Uh, just, and we think that's our part in that, in that yeah. movement, in that mm-hmm. vision. So is it, Mike, is there anything else as, cause we're kind of running out of time. Yeah. Anything else you would want to say, about just our heart behind it, our motivation behind it. Anything there? Yeah, I think um, when it when it comes to like, for instance, last uh, two years ago when there was that big Beirut blast, mm-hmm. right? Um, we we all gave money um, in it in a in a humani- humanitarian effort mm-hmm. um, because God loves people. Yeah. To uphold the, the dignity of you know, the Imago Day of, of mankind to say, let's help these guys. They, yeah. um, so we sent money to the Y there and things like that. 
um, doors were opened um, for further ministry. Um, um, but we were at a place where it was like, do we, do we have a team ready to go and plant there now? Mm. No? No, that's okay. But how can we, how can we prepare to, um, uh, how can we equip the saints for the work of ministry? And how can we really do our due diligence now to prepare yeah. um, uh, future elders, um, pastor, to, um, to lead a, a healthy representation mm-hmm. of, of God and his love for the world yeah. through Christ um, and the church? And so, like, are we ready now to plant in Beirut? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just excited that we're going to start taking those those steps um, from the city movement and churches associated with us. And so it'll be um, it'll be a, a, an undertaking that can only be accomplished by the Lord. Yes. And so yeah. we just we just need your prayers, your help, uh, your networking. If if you are listening and you would like a church planted in your why, um, I think. I think we're at a point now where it's like, yes, we we want to talk to you guys, and we want to start networking with you. Mm-hmm. We want to co- communicate with local churches and see what would be the the best and healthiest option um, to reach people in that yeah. community uh, through the Y. Yeah, you know, for sure. The church there, so uh, so it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. And if you're Happy. if you uh, are interested in in leading or being on a team of leadership um, in that way then uh, I would encourage you to go on the City Movement uh, website and go ahead and apply. So applications are open. Um, our aim, our timeline, our target date is for you guys to move to your residence uh, spot. One's in Texas, one's in Minnesota, and then two are in Ohio uh, at both of our churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the aim is to start September 1st. Yeah. So if you're yeah. interested, there's a couple different things I would want to point out here, yeah. but you even referenced how there's city movement churches across America. If that's something you're interested in and knowing more information about, you can find more information on our website. It's thecitymovement.com. And like you said, that's where you also go, thecitymovement.com, to get more info on the Train and Send residency program, to apply um, or contact info on there. If you have questions for us, we'd love to follow up with you specifically. Uh, and is there anything else you guys would want to say before we close out about city movement, a heart for church planting? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. 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 Let, let's let's take this next decade and let's swing for the fences. You know, we're, we're not going to get it perfect. Sometimes we're going to hit foul balls. Sometimes it's good. But, but let us stand at the plate and let us take a big swing. And that's what we're going to do. Well said. Amen. I couldn't agree more. Amen. Well, hey, we're, uh, we're signing off for the summer. So... David, thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll see you guys soon after we've uh, done some of these things over the summer, and we'll talk about what's going on in the fall. Season three. Season three. And that's uh, that's the City Movement Podcast. David, thanks for joining us. It's great to have you here. For uh, David Newman and Mike Newman, this is Jeff Snyder, and that was the City Movement Podcast.